Does going to bed each day with a smile on your face and a huge sense of peace seem like something you would only ever experience in your dreams? Trust me, I've been there, my friend. I used to create these long to-do lists and at the end of the day, I felt like a failure because I felt like I hadn't done anything on them. If you've ever felt like this and felt like you were overwhelmed, if you felt like you were hopeless or maybe even felt like you were experiencing anxiety, I've got a great solution for you, friend. And it comes from shifting your mindset from looking at your life as a long list of to do's and really focusing on what your priorities are in any particular season. I am hosting a free five-day challenge. It is called the Energy Audit Challenge, and it happens in your inbox over the course of five days. And again, it's for free. Over the course of our time together, you will get clarity on what things are getting your time and energy so you can know what you need to delegate so you can focus on your priorities. Again, you can sign up for this free five-day challenge at brandsbybree.com forward slash energy. And don't worry, it's self-paced, so no matter when you're listening to this episode, you can get in on the fun. See you inside, lovely. Hey, you all. Welcome to the Black Girls with Purpose podcast, where we are interviewing bomb women. This season, we're talking all about transitions. And in the spirit of transitions and flexibility, our guest for this week actually had to reschedule her interview with me. So you're going to hear an episode in Rewind from 2020. You're also going to hear my son in the background because he's having fun with this. And um, it's all about getting things done, which I felt like was perfect as we transition to the new year, right? We only have a couple weeks left. So I hope you enjoyed this episode in Rewind. Feel free to tag me on Instagram and let me know what takeaways, takeaways you have. I'm at Be Lightfoot Smith. And without further ado, I'm going to stop rambling so you can get into the content. <laughs> See you later. All right, ladies, welcome back to the Black Girls of Purpose podcast. And I know we have a few guys who listen. You don't, it's fine. You don't have to identify yourself, but I know who you are. And so I'm grateful that you guys are here for another week of the Black Girls of Purpose podcast, where we uh, share the stories of phenomenal women in our Black Girls of Purpose community, women that I've had the pleasure to meet, women that I've been introduced to by other women. Um, today we have Alicia McGee. She is a Chicago-born, Dallas-raised, self-proclaimed task doer and master of organization. She manages many roles while obtaining the ultimate balance, quote unquote, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in just a bit, as a wife, a mom, a career woman, an entrepreneur, and as the co-owner of Penny Lounge, a uh, business that she runs with her husband and the owner of Page 11 Paper Goods. So Alicia, I'm so glad to have you on the podcast today. Uh, we've met and talked in person several times, and so it just seems fitting that you'd be uh, one of our podcast guests. So I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, I've definitely been blessed to kind of cross paths with you on multiple occasions, some accidental. So it's been it's been a good a good relationship that we've built up um, over the 
past couple of years. So. I know. I can't believe it's been, it literally has been like two years. So I always have my guests come on and tell something that people might not read in their bio because, you know, one, your bio only gives you a few sentences to kind of depict who you are, but also we just have these ever evolving stories, right? That's why I love journalism. Our stories are always evolving. So tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself. Um, yeah, so I, like you said, I am the owner of Page 11 Paper Goods, um, and I'm also a career woman as well, so I actually do commercial real estate, um, and I've actually been doing that probably about 10 years now, so, um, and then I started my business in 2016, um, and that's a whole story within itself, and we can dig into that later, um, but I started that mainly just to bridge my passion of um, of organization and for purpose and make that something that everyone can kind of get something from. And so I've always had a passion for planning or organizing the next steps or my goals or things like that. And so I wanted to be able to give women um, an avenue to not feel as though they have to be a master at one thing. I mean, I think a lot of times we get into this role of, oh, I'm a wife, or oh, I have a career, or oh, I have this, and I can't do anything else. And so it's it's kind of been something that I've built upon and tried to kind of talk about and discuss a lot, because I think, especially as women, um, we get into the, into the roles or into the titles and feel as though, you know, sometimes our goals get left behind. And so um, I wanted to be able to build something that we can keep ourselves accountable um, and that we, if we have goals for the beginning of the year or throughout the year that we know what those are and we're working towards those, even if it's a small step, um, but just something that, you know, you don't lose track of yourself within everything else that we have going on. And so it's just been a blessing to be able to kind of encourage and, and find that motivation to be intentional with your days. I love that you said oftentimes our dreams get left behind because I know you're a mom. We talked about that in your bio, but also me and you have exchanged mommy horror stories about <laughs> cleaning up poop in the bathroom and just drums and like having to deal with stuff at home and then put on a good face before an event. Yes. But I love that you talked about that because I think that is something that many women, including myself, um, have struggled with, are struggling with, currently will struggle with in the future, um, primarily because, at least for me, I felt like becoming a mom was going to encompass my full identity. Like, mm -hmm. there's a, a quote that I, I, I say often, and I've heard before, and I think it's a horrible quote, but it says, once a woman is a mom, that's all she'll ever be. And that quote I heard when I was a teenager, and it has for lack of a better term, really haunted me because I think I bought into that lie that, mm -hmm. okay, I'm a mom now. So, you know, like you said, I'm putting my, my things on the shelf. My goals are for another time. And I think that there are women who do that. So what do you tell the woman who maybe is a new mom or she's been a mom for a long time, but there are these things that are in her heart that she knows she's been called to do and she just doesn't really know where to start? Um, I think it's definitely hard. I mean, like you said, we, we've definitely talked about that quote unquote balance. Um, and, I, and I don't like to necessarily use that word a lot because there isn't a balance. There's times where something's going to outweigh the other. And that's perfectly okay. And as a, especially as a new mom, um, it's definitely understandable that being a mom outweighs a lot of things. Um, but I think that, that, at least for me, I tried to find some type of time, even if it was 30 minutes a day, just to find myself, just to get in that moment and say, okay, this is your time. What do you want to do? And so for me, if that was working on a passion, or even if that was just reading a few chapters out of a book, I tried to find 
that time to at least still enjoy something that I enjoyed prior to being a mom. Um, and so I think that that's something that even if you can't do it all the time, or even if you can't do it every day, at least weekly, try to find at least an hour or two just to indulge in yourself, make yourself happy. What, what does that look like? And like I said, it doesn't have to be this big thing. You don't have to, oh, I have to go to the spa every week or something like that. Like, it doesn't have to be this huge. Now, granted, I would definitely let it go to the spa every week. <laughs> um, Listen, I don't, if, if there's a mom out there that's like, no, stay away from me, spa. I need to meet you and find out what your self-care is because literally. <laughs> But it it doesn't have to be a big goal. Because I know sometimes, like I said, it's it's hard to balance that time frame um, to do those certain things like that. But even, like I said, if, you're, if it's 30 minutes or an hour, just to find that time to really just kind of let go of the titles and really zone into who you are, what you like to do, the things that, that make you feel good. And to me, that was, that was because I couldn't go to the spa. Um, I used to do therapeutic Thursdays. And for me, that was getting a nice bath, getting a nice bottle um, of wine, you know, lighting a candle, getting a book or turning on some light music and literally just sitting in the tub for an hour and just exhaling. And it was just as simple as that of like, okay, husband, you're going to have to take this kid for an hour. (laughs) I'm going to the bathroom. Don't bother me. Um, But that was just my moment to kind of exhale and just rejuvenate, refresh, you know, rethink of of how I'm going to, you know, when I come out, what is going to be different? How am I going to move differently? And so that was something that for me, I really kind of zoned into because that was my me time at the moment. And so I think just, like I said, just finding that time to at least dig into to some type of passion or purpose that you have outside of being a mom. That's excellent advice, y'all. She said 30 minutes, just 30 minutes. And, 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 kind of going with what you're saying about that balance that sometimes will require a shifting of your schedule if not Mm -hmm. always will require shifting of your schedule I know that I had to start getting up at five at at one point at one season when my boys were getting up earlier I said okay I don't want to start my day as a mom if that makes sense Mm -hmm. right like I don't want to immediately put on my mom hat I want to kind of be able to ease into it and I tease (laughs) sometimes with people now I'm like I don't clock in for my mom role before 7 a.m. So if it's seven and my son comes in, I'm like, oh, you're going to have to go and lay back down. I haven't clocked in yet, you know, um, <laughs> because people, and I know that there are going to be moms who listen to this like, that's horrible. You should be able to be there. But knowing myself and seeing what, how I was when I was giving my all and was always on the clock, quote unquote, I was like, I don't feel like I was showing up as a mom in the best way that I could. And so you really do have to figure out, okay, what is it that works best for me, for my family dynamic? What I love that you said was, how am I going to move differently when I come out of this? And so thinking about your business uh, page 11 and, and being a person who creates these planners, and I know you even have like a daily checklist, um, for people, how did that kind of mindset of how am I going to move differently impact page 11 paper goods? Um, I think a lot of it came from just being intentional. Um, and I think that word gets kind of thrown around a lot. But for me, being intentional is knowing that every little detail that I do each day is, is for a bigger purpose. And so, like you said, that may mean that I have to get up earlier. That may mean that I have to stay up later because I'm working on something, I'm building something. And so when I'm, when I speak about moving differently, I always um, reflect every day and say, okay, how was this day or how could this day have been better? Or how was it great? 
because sometimes you don't have days where, okay, this was actually a really, really good day. <laughs> Nothing could have been better. It was perfect. And so I kind of just reflect on that and say, okay, well, if this day was perfect, what made it perfect? And what are those attributes? And it, like I said, it doesn't have to be anything huge, but what were those attributes that made this day perfect? And how can I move that into the next couple of days as well? Or if it wasn't a, such a great day, what is one or two things that I could have done differently? Like you said, because I had gotten up earlier and kind of de-stressed before I moved into this busy day because I knew it was coming. And I knew it was coming because I planned for it the day before. And so there's things like that where you're looking at kind of your days and how your routines go. And I know everyone's routines are different. And sometimes I don't even have a routine. It's like whatever happens, happens. Um, but it's like within that, making sure that you are looking at kind of that final goal. What is what is my purpose here? How are, How is everything that I do today kind of moving towards um, a bigger purpose. And if it's not, can I cut that and then have the time to do some of those other things that I need to do? Um, I know we always talk, especially in this, in this realm of social media, a lot of us are strolling a lot of the time of the day. And so, and we don't notice it. <laughs> we're just on there. We're strolling next thing you know, 30 minutes later, we've been on Instagram for 45 minutes. And so it's one of those things where if I notice that I'm doing that and I know that I could be doing something else, or if I have that time written down for something else, then I have to catch myself and say, okay, you may like to be on there and kind of catch up on what's going on, but give yourself 10 minutes instead of 45. Because you know, if you use that additional 30, you won't feel like you're rushing come dinner time because you've already got started. And it's just looking at things a little bit different and making sure that you know where your time is going. And I know, especially as a mom, as a business owner, as a career woman, any of the above, you know, there's, there's times where you just, like I said, it's all out of whack. You do whatever you can do. And at the end of the day, you're like, well, at least I'm still alive. <laughs> but then there's days where you literally have to kind of just plan out your day. And, and like I said, I always, I always keep room for shifting because as, as you know, anything can happen. Um, but just having that kind of guideline of how you're going to move today, what's going to come, what do you plan on accomplishing um, what is the end of the day going to look like? I try to wake up every morning and kind of have a visual for how I want the day to run. Um, but I do leave those guidelines for shifting because like I said, anything can happen. Kids can get sick one day or I end up working later on one job than the other. So I think there is, it's, it's one of those things where you just have to know kind of what are you wanting out, this, out of this day and how are you going to make that happen? So you talked about time and I want to know what are some of your personal like time sucks something you look up and you're like how every time this happens beyond social media because I feel like that's something mm -hmm. that's very common um what are some of those things where you're like wait I don't understand <laughs> I just sat down <laughs> and those can be good things too right like people I remember taking a workshop years ago on passion and purpose and it was and it was saying or the question that the the host asked was what makes your hours feel like minutes? So I, I realized for me, talking to women is one of those things. Writing, I will sit down to write, you know, a, a, a new book I'm working on or a blog post or whatever. And I'm like, wait, an hour and a half has gone by really that fast? You know, so what are some of the things that tend to take up your time a lot that you are surprised by? And then I guess on the positive side, what are some of the things that you love doing that make the hours feel like minutes? Um, I think on on the surprise end, <laughs> I would say cooking. And I think it's just because I I don't ever know what I'm going to cook. 
and that's something that I have to work on because again, that's a time sucker. So I'm sitting in there and I'm going, okay, what do we have? What do I, what can I put together? How can I do this? I didn't prep anything. Um, and so I waste a lot of time just thinking or, or staring into the refrigerator. <laughs> um, and then, you know, even when you start cooking, you're like, okay, well, I thought I had this and I don't have that. And so I think even with me, some of those things that I know I can work on is trying to prep at the, at the beginning of the week or knowing exactly what those meals are going to be. Um, because I do waste a lot of time in the kitchen when if I had prepped on Sunday or Saturday or knew exactly what that meal plan was going to be, then come that week, it's already ready. Or at least I already know what's going to come out of the refrigerator. It's going straight into the pot and I'm done. Um, so I think a lot of times I waste so much time doing that. And then I go, you know what, just forget it. What do y'all want to go buy? Because <laughs> I'm sick of staring Because <laughs> like, we're hungry and I'm irritated and and just, we don't have the that match and I'm just <laughs> going to order something just yeah yeah um but other than that I think some of the things that I enjoy um is definitely reading I love to read um and so I, li- I like to get lost in the book sometimes and so I'll I'll go sit in a little corner and start reading next thing you know I'm halfway done with the book and didn't get anything else done um so I definitely love that um and then one of my other passions is interior design and so I love to look at different spaces or pick little items out and just in my mind just design this whole space so I'll get lost into Pinterest and things like that where I'm just okay I'm designing this house that I don't have right now um and when we move this is what it's gonna look like um but I just I love getting lost in those things that like I said again they they bring me joy um and so it's something that I like to do and I'm not afraid to get lost in that time because I do come out of it like okay well I don't have that now. <laughs> I don't have this big thousand million dollar home right now. But when I do, when I'm rich, okay, now I need to go work because I have I have things to work on. <laughs> so it's like I, I motivate myself. So I gotta I gotta I gotta bridge this gap between where yeah. I see myself and where I am right now. I'm like the house I'm in right now, the house I want to be in is a big long shot. So what I need to do right now, I need to go work some more. So yeah. Um, but it, it's it's a joy to find those moments though where you are dreaming because a lot of times we forget to dream. And so I, I, I oftentimes find myself either daydreaming or dreaming enough to where I'm putting things down on paper and, and like you said, bridging that gap in what I have now, what I'm going to have um, later and how am I going to get there? So I think a lot of that is, is definitely good because like I said, we, we kind of forget to dream um, as we get older, we, we get in the groove of not dreaming. So it's good to still have that passion there as well. Yeah, so that's a perfect transition, talking about bridging the gap between where you are and where you want to be. I know that you and your husband, you co-own, and we we talked about this in your bio, um, a business called The Penny Lounge. And I know that one of y'all's huge wins has been paying off what is it, $89,000 in like 19 months? And so obviously that is something you have to, you didn't just start there, right? There was, mm-hmm. a, there was a gap between where you were and where you are now. So tell our right. listeners a little bit about that journey. Yeah, so um, honestly, we just sat down one day and it wasn't even intentional, um, the conversation, how it kind of flowed, but um, we've been, we were comfortable, um, I'll say that. And there wasn't anything that necessarily made us uncomfortable, but what we were not was confident. We weren't confident in our money working for us. Um, the bills were getting paid. That's great. But then when it came to some of those joys that we wanted to have or, or moving into a bigger home or being able to travel more as a family, a lot of that stuff was getting pushed to the side because we felt like we didn't have enough left over. Um, and so we started into this conversation. It was actually October of 2018. 
um, that we started this conversation said, how can we change how we feel right now, today? What can we do? And so one of those things um, that we discussed was paying off our debt. And it's so crazy because I think a lot of those conversations don't happen. Um, like I said, a lot of people are comfortable. They, they have the debt, but then at the same time, they're paying it. So they don't feel the need to shift. <laughs> um, and so for us, we kind of just wrote down, you know, what are our monthly payments for everything that could be paid off? Um, and when we looked at that number and we saw it add up, I was like, wait a minute, we are wasting. <laughs> to me, this is now waste this much amount of money. Um, how can we change this? And how can we give ourselves, quote unquote, a raise? without giving ourselves a raise, you know, at our, at our jobs. And so that kind of triggered something within us. And it definitely was hard, but we started, um, we had a, a two-year goal in mind. We started November of 2018, um, and we were supposed to finish November of 2020. Um, and in the midst of that, I think, because I am so goal-oriented, I saw, I kept seeing the end goal. <laughs> and I'm like, at this point, okay, this is how much we're working hard. These are things we're doing. And as it kept going and the numbers started dropping, I'm like, okay, let's do more of that, less of this, more of that, less of this until we got in. It was almost like a game for us. Um, we were trying to see how much money each one of us could bring in a week, how much we um, didn't have to spend. There were times where I'm like, okay, I could go here for $6 or I could just put the $6 somewhere else. I mean, we were literally accounting for every single dollar um, within our bank account. And I'm definitely a spender. Let me start there. So it was definitely a hard transition to get my mindset to, um, kind of shift a little bit, but I think, like I said, after we saw the numbers start dropping and, and we were working together to this common goal, um, it became bigger than us. It became, okay, well, we started here from this reason, but now we're looking at our son. How can he benefit from us being financially free in that type of way? How can his future be different for us um, by us, you know, being able to, to build generational wealth for him? Um, and so it became something way bigger than us that we necessarily didn't think about in the beginning. And so, um, unfortunately, obviously the pandemic hit, um, right in the middle of us kind of finishing up and we had that discussion of, do we stop here and, and kind of just do it slowly for the moment, or do we go full on and finish faster than we were going to finish? Because at this point, we really don't know what's going to happen. Um, and it was a hard decision, but we said, we've come this far and we have, we're not going to stop. And so we actually went full blown stream. As soon as, you know, everyone was at home, we were like, we have more time. There's more hours in the day. We're here. How much more work can we do? How much more income can we bring in? And so we went literally crazy for a couple of weeks, but we ended up paying off all of our debt, um, in June of 2020. And like I said, that was about four to five months earlier than we had originally planned. And it was such um, a moment for us. And I think even now we still kind of sit here and go, wait a minute, we have money and we don't, we don't necessarily have anywhere to, to, to send it. Um, but it was, it's like I said, it's bigger than us now. And I think a lot of, of why we built um, the Penny Lounge was to share that story, but then to also do uh, financial education and financial literacy to to um, our communities as well, because I think a lot of times we don't have those conversations. We're so used to um, not having those conversations within our home. And so we're trying to bridge that gap of closing in and saying those conversations can be uncomfortable, but they also need to be had within the homes and they need to actually start at an early age. And so even within that, we've been teaching and, and mentoring couples and singles. Um, we even do, um, um, training with kids to just get them some basic financial uh, literacy and education as well and just trying to 
be that that gap closer to what is our our financial situations and within our communities and then also how can we start building that generational wealth that doesn't just fade off you know when grandmother dies and so um i think that some of the things that are really really important to us and and for us that debt was just the beginning um it was it was really big but it was also just the beginning and so i think um, for us now, again, like I said, that purpose is so, so, so much bigger than, than what we originally um, assumed. First, I have to say congratulations, because paying off debt, any amount of debt is huge, you know, because I, I think that one paying like even if you pay off a credit card it's good because it shows you that you have that discipline and then mm -hmm. like you said i think a lot of people have similar stories to you where they're like okay what else can i pay off what else can i pay off you know because you just you start getting hyped like and I, I know i listened to another interview that you um did with your husband and you were saying what really sparked things for you was also paying off his student loan you were like wait mm -hmm. We know what you, oh, well, let, what else can we do? Like you said, what else can we sell? What else can we, like, I am fully engaged in this process now. And what I love about your story, one, 19 months is not a long time, right? Like to think about what you're gaining instead, mm -hmm. not a long time. Um, I think you, you spoke on something that is very common. People are just used to having debt and they say, you know, okay, well, we have it. You know, I always hear the good debt versus bad debt argument. And I think about it the way that you, it's like, what else could we be doing with this? Right. Mm -hmm. And I think even in the midst of COVID and the fact that things aren't necessarily open, that's probably helping y'all save even more. Cause mm -hmm. it's like, well, shoot, if we save this much till January, we could leave for a whole year. We could, you know what I mean? We could spend a whole year abroad if we wanted to, uh, all the traveling yes. we weren't able to do, we can do we can make up for it a hundredfold, right? But I want to know some of, I guess, your challenges when it came to paying off debt. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I know we can be all in, but I think also, especially having a spouse, it's like, okay, well, you can be fully in some days and your spouse is like, yeah, babe, I know, but like, let's just go to Chick-fil-A or, you know, <laughs> like, no, come on, like, we're so close. So talk a little bit about the challenges that you face um, more so internally and then with your husband as well with paying off the debt and how you overcame those challenges. Yeah, I'll start off, um, like I said, with, with me, I was the spender. Um, and so my husband's never necessarily been a big spender. Um, and so I would go to Target. I mean, you know, send me in there for toilet paper. I'm coming out with a hundred dollar bill for absolutely no reason because Target's Target. Um, and so I was, I was used to doing that a lot. And for him, he was like, well, just stop. And I'm like, but it's more than that. It's Target. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was fine. You don't understand. <laughs> I know. You just don't get it. Um, but it was finding again that that bigger purpose for me because i won't i won't say it was easy like i said the first couple of months for sure were hard for me and there there were times where i had to say no to traveling with my friends or going out to dinner with my friends um because i knew it wasn't in the budget um and so those were definitely challenging times because i'm such a social person so i was i was always at everyone's everything and so to to stop doing that or to at least minimize it to some extent was difficult for me because then I felt like, okay, well, what I was finding as my joyous moments are now being torn away from me or I'm not able to do those. Um, and so it was hard to find, I guess, a alternative to what are those moments and how can I still feel like that without spending the money? And so 
um, we would we would try to find different things, even with our dates. Um, we would try to find different dates that we could do that dis didn't necessarily break the bank, but they were in the budget. We 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 always had a fund allocation um, for some type of fund money during the week, and so um, as long as it fit within there, we were good. And so for us, it's been, I mean, especially now with everyone kind of being at home, it's been just little movie nights or um, little ice cream dates and something so simple, but it now brings the same joy that I was getting from the spending the money, but I'm like, oh, we have that good ice cream sandwich or that good ice cream sundae from Andy's is like just what I need right now. Um, and so there's things like that, that I think I had to shift my mindset and it was definitely a mindset set shift um, because it is not easy to get your brain that has been taught and um, has been taught and built upon, like you said, kind of being normal with debt. That's normal. Everyone has it. Don't worry about it. Don't play, pay your student loans. Who cares? Like you hear all those things. And so you're, you're hearing it and you're learning it and it's been embodied in you. And then you're literally having to turn around and say, that's not what I'm going to do. And that's not who I am. And regardless of everyone else around us, um, this is what we're doing differently for our family. And so it was a challenge to you know, have those conversations with people or to tell them, you know, I, I do support you. I do love you, but I cannot do this birthday dinner today. I do not have the funds to do this birthday dinner. And those, those were challenging times, but at the same time, we were having those conversations with people that we loved and cared about. And so they were getting it and they were saying, you know, y'all have a goal. You know, once you get to this goal, I don't want to hear it <laughs> because I know you have the money now. Um, and so it was just it was just funny to kind of have those support teams that we didn't know we were going to have that kind of just took our challenge and made it a bigger picture for everyone around us. And so um, that was one of the things I think with me and my husband, it was just finding um, that time. Um, my husband's a full time musician, so a lot of his extra gigs were additional um, money for us. And so he would take on more gigs. But in that same um, sense, that would take away more of the family time that we were used to having. And so that was something that we had to communicate. You know, I'm going to go do this additional gig, but I understand that that's going to mean that you're more tired because now you've been at home with the kids for so many days and you're working and you also have this business. So I want you to understand that this is what I'm doing it for and this is the purpose. And so even our communication had to change um, with each other because there were times where I may feel lonely or I may feel abandoned in a sense. I know he's out here doing, you know, something for the family, but at the same time, I would love to just cuddle and just, you know, just watch a movie and just have that time with us. But I had to look at that bigger picture. So even our communication within that time as a couple evolved into, you know, if there's a time where you feel this way, or if there's time where he feels this way, you know, make sure we're being open with that because at the end of this, we never wanted to lose our family or our marriage or, you know, our, our parenting skills. We never wanted any of that to be demised because we're trying to pay off a goal. And so we always talked about, you know, if that means that slows us down, then that's fine. We don't have to do it in 19 months. It doesn't matter if we do it in 19 months or 36 months. At the end of the day, we're still doing it together. And so if that means that some things have to be on hold or, you know, some things can wait till later, then that's what we're going to decide to do as a family. But we were not going to lose ourselves within this goal because at the end of it, what is it going to mean if we don't, you know, if we don't know who we are at the end of that? And so that was definitely a challenge for us. And I mean, we had been together when we started the journey, we had been together, ooh, I want to say 12 years, um, married for seven. And so we were comfortable having conversations about everything else. <laughs> and we thought we knew how each other felt 
Um, and this brought a whole different realm into that. And so even within our marriage, we've grown into a different, a different level. Our communication has grown into a different level. And so that, those were some of the challenges that we faced um, together. And then, like you said, even with paying his debts off first, I was like, well, what about mine? <laughs> like, don't try to run off now that yours are paid off. <laughs> right. Oh, now but, you now you feel <laughs> lax about it. We don't have to rush anymore. Convenient. Yes, he's like, okay, well, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but even with that, you know, not feeling selfish within that, not feeling like, um, you know, this is yours, this is mine. It's both of ours. We're both working towards this. Um, and so even that was was something, not as much of a challenge for us, but I know for some couples we talked to, that is a challenge for them to feel as though it's one. Um, it's not yours and mine. And so even when he got finished, he worked the same amount of effort that he worked for his, we worked for mine. And I was definitely so appreciative of it. Um, but it actually showed that this is us, like this is going to be the betterment of, of both of us, not just one of us. And so even within that, it made me appreciate our journey and our relationship um, outside of, of, of the journey that we were on. Um, but it made me appreciate that even more because I, I could see it and I could feel that we're, we're one, we're in this together. And so that was just some of the things that we had to kind of work through um, along the way. That is so good. And, you know, I appreciate your transparency and, and because I think that a lot of times you do hear the stories of how people paid off debt and you hear the end goal, which is amazing and people are exciting, but you don't always hear like, no, this is what we had to sacrifice. But what I also loved is that you still made fun a part of your budget. Cause I know that mm -hmm. there are, you know, some diehard Dave Ramsey people that he's like, if you haven't paid your debt off, no more movies, no more this, no more. And I'm just <laughs> like, and I was even on that way for a little bit. And then I was like, Dave, I love you and stuff, but like, this is making me sad. <laughs> so I, I have no, I'm not inspired to pay off my debt because I'm just in a self-pity party all the time of like, oh, I can't do this, I can't do this versus even if it's $50 a month, right? Where it's like, mm -hmm. okay, we got $10 and I know. My husband and I, we lived in um, New Orleans for, I lived there for five years. He uh, lived there for four and we were married two years and we lived in New Orleans before we moved um, to Texas. But I know that I was really good at looking up the free activities in New Orleans and they were like, there were a ton of free things you could do, you know, I mean, and some days that looks like a basic thing, like a park, but New Orleans also just because it's a social city, like they would have mm -hmm. free food nights um, at some of the bars in New Orleans. And then there would be a nights where they would do uh, trivia nights, like just different things like that. So you really do have to get creative. And I think it shows you how much you want it. Right. Because if you are, only in it for a moment or you do pay off that first credit card you're like i paid off a credit card I'm well done. back to getting back in debt it's like wait yeah. sis, no <laughs> you we got to keep going um so i think that that is good how did you all keep each other motivated when one person was like okay i know what we said but i'm just not really feeling it <laughs> that wasn't usually me um <laughs> Um, I think a lot of it was kind of built into the plan. And like, like you kind of said, with that fun money, I always found um, ways to kind of squeeze things in. So for example, we always talk about, um, we love to travel. So we love to take uh, family vacations and things like that. Um, that wasn't something that we stopped. However, we didn't charge it anymore. So if we were going to take a trip, it was all cash. That meant that 
outside of the debt payments, we had to make an additional amount in order to take this trip. And that money had to be there before we took the trip. And so there were about probably two to three trips that we took and they weren't huge trips, but just for me, that was my motivational thing. I have to get out of this area and just, you know, get on a plane or even drive, do a road trip um, and just get that exhale moment. And so even traveling was kind of built into um, our plan. And there were times where we just, you know, did a little road trip or just went out to hang with friends that lived in Houston or something like that, just to feel as though, to me, that was my motivation because I love to travel. So every time we took a little trip, I came back retarded, like, okay, let's get it, let's get it, let's get it. Because when we're done, I'm like out of here. Um, and so I think for me, that was one of the things for my husband. Um, he, like I said, he's a musician. So little instruments or little music or musical things for him was a huge thing. And so again, we built those things into our budget. So if there was an instrument or a piece of equipment that he wanted, and let's just say it was $200, well, that meant that we had to make an additional $200. And so if that took two weeks or four weeks, whenever we got that, then he was able to go purchase that item. And so we, we all still had our moments where um, I guess it would be technically a splurge for us in that moment, but it didn't necessarily break us from our goal. And so we were, we were very adamant on making sure that we still had those moments because again, you want to recharge, you want to kind of exhale for a moment, get yourself back in the, in the right mindset to keep going forward and so we had a little a lot of those little moments where okay everyone just exhale breathe <laughs> close your eyes take a moment okay and when we're back we're coming in 110 percent um and so like i said i think for us even even that timing that's why we always say we we kind of built in that barrier that if we didn't do two years if we did two and a half if we did three whatever the case may be um it didn't make or break us how quick we did it. It was that we were doing it and that we were not going to stop until we were finished. And so I think a lot of that came into play um, in our, in us um, supporting each other and making sure that we had those moments and that we took the time to relax and rest and enjoy each other and kind of look at the numbers together and say, okay, we're almost there. We're almost there, honey. Like just, a little bit more and we're done. And so just motivating each other together. Um, and then for us as a couple, we also did weekly um, check-ins. And so on Sundays, we would do um, a budget check-in for the week, but then we would also do kind of a mental check-in. How are you feeling? What, what, how can I help you this week? What can I do better this week than I did last week to support you or to make sure that everything that's on your plate coming up, you know, doesn't overwhelm you. And so those were some of those conversations that I said were a little bit harder to have because you think, you know, been together for so long that you know exactly what the other person is thinking. And with our dynamic in the home changing a little bit and shifting to a little bit more tense than usual, um, it was a moment where I was like, oh, I didn't realize you were feeling that way. Or he didn't know I was feeling this way. And so to have those conversations and to be supportive of each other and to be understanding of where we are and what we're trying to build, um, that definitely helped us a lot. That's fantastic. So out of all of the women that we have interviewed on this podcast, I feel like you were the woman with the most jobs. <laughs> like, I'm like, dang, like, I remember even finding out that, because I don't remember if I knew you had a full-time job in addition to your 
mm-hmm. your page 11 pe- paper goods business. And I think a lot of times, sometimes we, we meet people and we assume, oh, this is their full-time thing. And so when I found mm-hmm. out that you were a full-time career person, I'm like, dang, okay, sis. And then, I, then you say, oh, and then I also run this with my business. I mean, with my husband, I'm like, what? And then, you know, I had already knew you're a mom. So how do you break up your days, right? Because you obviously can't and that's why we talked about balance being something that's elusive because mm-hmm. and we talked about this at the event that I was at with you um or the event I attended that you were a speaker at earlier this year it's not so much balance it's prioritization so okay right now I'm I'm recording the podcast so I'm full blown into podcast stuff mm-hmm. when I take you know I turn this off and finish my stuff I'm gonna go upstairs and I'm gonna hug my babies I'm gonna be full-time mom and okay you know now we have to go grocery shopping, so I'm full-time household manager. So how do you <laughs> shift between those roles? And you know, do you break up your weeks into, okay, today is my day where I only work on page 11 paper goods. Today's the day I only do the penny lounge. Like, how do you do your scheduling? Yeah, I definitely think um, prioritizing is one of the main things that I do. And like I said, we try to do some somewhat of a weekly meeting every Sunday. And so even within that, um, we look at what's coming up. And so if I know that the Penny Lounge has, you know, three different events this week, or we're speaking at something, then I may put page 11 on the back burner, or I may say, okay, well, I know that I'm going to be all hands in on page 11 or on Penny Lounge this week. So how can I prep page 11 and keep moving without me for the next couple of days? And so that may be, you know, doing my social media posts early or making sure that I'm sending out all my orders that I have this week and, and not getting behind or things like that, where I'm looking at it and going, okay, what is their priority right now? And so that's why I don't like to use the word balance. And we, like I said, we've talked about this before because a lot of the times that scale is not equal. Um, and so there are times where I, and even today, you know, I'm going to be a mom when I hang up. Um, off of this, off of this interview, and I don't have anything else planned. Could I be doing something else? Probably, but at the same time, I know that my son is going to want to go full fledged into play zone, um, and it's just not going to happen. And so, um, I think it's really just looking at those priorities and saying, how can I get it all done without overwhelming myself, and how can I still show up and do everything, not necessarily at a hundred percent, but do it to where it gets accomplished and still have the ability to rest and be myself. Because I I think a lot of times we get stuck in having all these roles and all these titles and everything has to be at a hundred percent and it doesn't. (laughs) Um, And so there are times where I'm literally a hundred percent mom or I'm a hundred percent on page 11 and I say, okay, Josh, you handle Penny Lounge this week. I'll handle page 11. We'll both be parents. And at some point I'll check into work and get done. Um, and so there, there's definitely times throughout the week where we kind of do a midpoint check and go, okay, how are we looking? What is, what is everything looking like? How are you feeling? Does something need to shift again? Um, and so I think for me, a lot of that time, um, for me, especially within the planning part of it, is, is time blocking. And I think we've talked about this before, too, is I like to time block. And so I may say, um, you know, from 7 to 9 in the morning, I'm doing only page 11. I'm answering emails. I'm doing all my orders. From nine to five, I'm doing my full-time job. From five to six, I may work on a little bit of pain lounge. And then after six, I'm hands-on in the house, mom, everything else. And so lucky for me, my son's um, still going to daycare. Um, and so he's there from about 8.30 or nine to three. And so we have a big chunk of the day where we can kind of multitask on everything else. But we try to get things done so that when he gets home or we have that time to be a family, that we're using that time for that. And to me, 
that's that's what's important to me so if i know that i can do other things um during the day or during the time that he's not here then i try to do that that way that when he gets home he doesn't feel like we're neglecting him and so just really prioritizing you know what is it that needs to get done and how can i do that um and what does that schedule look like for me and so a lot of times i don't have that additional time where it's to be wasted (laughs) some every every piece of the day is kind of connected to something and so we we get into somewhat of a routine like like i said every day is different but we get into some sort of a routine where we kind of know where our time is going and we're being intentional with that and we know what each other is doing and again how can i help you do this and how can you help me do that and what does that balance look like to where we're both supporting each other at the same time we may be working on two completely different things that's beautiful. And I love how communication with your spouse is a common theme um, throughout this mm-hmm. episode, because I think that one, it can debunk the myths that you know, oh, men don't want, they, they're a woman working on their own business and their thing. Or, you know, you, if, you, if your husband's doing a business, you got to fully 100% support that. And I know that most of us as millennial women, especially are not feeling like that, but I still think mm-hmm. it, there still are some women who, you know, just because of how they may have been raised or what they've been taught is like, no, whatever your husband has, it trumps what you do and you make sure mm-hmm. he has what he needs. And even earlier this week, I was just talking to my maternal grandmother and just listening to, you know, how the dynamic was in her house when she was raising my mom and my mom's siblings. And I'm just thinking like, my gosh, you know, it really made me look at my husband and I was just so grateful that- yes. He doesn't make me like my life is not does not revolve around him. And he often just like you were talking about checks in. Hey, what do you have going tomorrow? Like even earlier this week, he Thursdays are typically his days off and our days that before COVID's when I would be out and about and do stuff. But now just like, hey, this is my day where if I need to do something, this is my day. And so he said, hey, I I have a meeting with somebody on Thursday, but I want to check with you first. Or even with work, you know, they they asked him if he could open up tomorrow. Um, And he said, hey, I want to check with you before I told him yes. And so I just love that y'all are communicating about those things. And I think that that is so important because while those frustrations sometimes and that tension comes naturally, I think we can decrease a lot of it just by communicating. Mm-hmm. I think it's so funny that you said um, you were having a conversation with your grandmother because I, I literally um, had a conversation with my grandmother this week as well. And it, was, it wasn't it was frustrating, but it was hard to get her to understand, again, those different dynamics of, of the change that has kind of happened in the households. And so... I can't remember exactly what it was, but she pretty much was like, well, why aren't you doing that? And I'm like, well, Josh can do it. And she's like, well, why aren't you doing it? I'm like, cause I'm busy. <laughs> but it was like getting her to understand, like we are literally each other's helpmates. Like, although in her head, it made perfect sense for the wife to be doing this. Josh took it on and was, and was doing it full fledged by itself. And so I think it was hard to get her to understand that we both kind of interchangeably do things. And it may be, not the roles that um, the older generations are used to, but at the same time, it works for us. And so even within that moment, I had to take a step back and say, okay, she may not understand how our dynamic is, but at the same time, I don't have to shift my dynamic to make it into this role gender transition that she's trying to make it into in her head as well. Um, But that doesn't mean that either one of us are wrong. 
Um, and so it was, it was an interesting conversation because I, I felt myself like, why don't you get it? And, and it really was just like, but she's never saw that. So um, even within that, it's funny that we both kind of had that, that conversation this week and kind of was kind of struggling with that a little bit because then it kind of made me feel like, am I doing something wrong or is it that I'm not doing anything wrong? It's just different. <laughs> uh, I mean, and it's, it is, it's completely, completely different. And I know that my mom is a lot different than my Mima and definitely is more independent. And, you know, I grew up with, with where both my mom and my dad were working and my dad, he would, he broke gender rules because he would, there was a season in our life where my mom would work later. So my dad would cook all our dinners. There was a season in our life where my mom worked earlier. So my dad would do my, me and my sister's hair before school, you know, and we would get compliments and I'm like, Oh, your mom did a great job. And we'd say, our, my dad did this. And people mm-hmm. would just be shocked. And so I appreciate that. Um, that we're not, not redefining gender roles in the term that like God made man and woman, but just mm-hmm. being like, Hey, how much of this is biblical? You know what I mean? Like the, these, okay. Does the Bible say I need to only, I can go grocery shopping. Does the Bible say yeah. that? <laughs> or like, can we, is there, is there a little bit of wiggle room? Here? I'm pretty sure everybody. Would be <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so funny. Cause it's just like, like you said, I think, and, and, you know, with us, we have two boys and, um, well, podcast listeners, we're having another baby. So yeah, <gasps> oh <my laughs> I was like, wasn't, wasn't planning on talking about that, but yep, that's coming up. Well, so. Let's talk about that now. Congratulations. No, no, thank you. Thank you. But <laughs> so I was yeah, that dynamic's going to change. Right. <laughs> like the more, I feel like the more children I have, the more I'm like, all right, play a, with baby number one I was willing to do with baby number two I was just talking to another mom this week and I was like hey if you need to do formula so your husband can help feed your child just go ahead and do it you know guilt like I said with my second son I did formula and uh breastfeeding because I said I wanted to be equal opportunity I said Mm -hmm. I was tired every time my baby was crying everybody looking at me like so you gonna feed him oh (laughs) you want to feed him here you go here's a bottle right here but um I think just having that flexibility is so important and Honestly, flexibility is probably like the buzzword for Mm -hmm. 2020 along with pivoting. And so having a planner business, a business that's all about planning, (laughs) like how have you learned just what it looks like to surrender your plans in this year? It's so funny because I think um, in the very beginning, I didn't think of it much. I was like, okay, well, you know, we'll be here for a couple of weeks and things go back to normal. (laughs) And then, of course, those weeks turned into months and months, who knows how long it's going to turn into. Um, but within that, I found myself um, still planning my days, not necessarily planning in advance. And so, again, a lot of that speaks to prioritizing. I didn't want to feel overwhelmed in all of these changes. And so to me, I still wanted the normalcy for me, at least, to at least plan something. <laughs> Um, or to organize something. So even though we were home, I was still organizing. Okay, this is where I'm going to cook. This is what I'm going to cook. This is when we're going to sit down as a family. This is when we're going to go. Everyone has their own little breaks in the day. Um, if Josiah wants to go out to play, this is when we're going to do that. Like I still was trying to think of it in some type of organizational way because although everything around us shifted, I didn't want to feel lost. I didn't want to feel that um, 2020 was all of a sudden this waste of a year. Um, And I think a lot of people are struggling with that because 
2020 sucks and we get it <laughs> like it does it's every moment we turn something just is off um but in that same breath we're awake every single day <laughs> we are waking up we still have our families that are healthy um for those people that still were able to work through it you still have those jobs or we still have those careers that we were still making the money that we needed to keep our family um safe and a roof over our head so there's so many things that still happen that we have to zone into and say although things on the outside are all types of chaotic um how can i handle me how can i handle my relationship with god what is this telling me how can i listen more how can i be still and still you know praise him and be faithful in everything that he's still given us <laughs> um and so i think a lot of that came into my plans um, I still plan the exact same way because every day I still plan and ask God, what is it that this day is for? You woke me up for something. What is it for? And so I still use that. And I never took that away from myself because at the end of the day, I still woke up. Um, and so I, obviously, like you said, I have a, a daily notepad here that actually says wake up and work. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to work on, you know, anything big, but you woke up make it work for something. What is your daily intention for today? How do you feel joy today? How do you want to, you know, what, what joy do you want to bring to someone else today? It doesn't have to be huge plans. Um, but I think just knowing that you still have the ability to get something accomplished. And even if the days or the year just doesn't seem like it's going your way, what are those things that you can still accomplish? And so it's been actually a little bit of a whirlwind for me because, um, probably around June or July-ish, I was getting so, so many orders for daily notepads. And I was like, what is going on? But then I realized people are at home. They're trying to figure out their organizational life. They're trying to figure out how to still make things happen. Um, and so it was kind of a, a moment for me where I go, even in the midst of all this, there's still people who want to get it together. They want to feel like they have some type of handle on the things they can control. And so that's been a joy for me because I'm like, even within everything else, my business is still important. And so it's been interesting because I always see posts like I'm not buying a planner for 2021 because who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> but it's, it's funny. And at the same time, it's like, but no, you still have days to do things. Um, but it, it's been such a kind of shift in how I look at my planners and how I look at my organizers and, and things like that on even in the midst of everything else, there's still a moment to sit down and be thankful and to still kind of plan and be intentional with every ounce of the time that we do have here. I don't know why, but your response really made me emotional because I think, um, I think in some ways, I think there were like two camps, right? There were people who were like you, who were like, hey, in order to keep my mind right, I'm gonna have to keep doing some kind of structure, routine, something. Mm -hmm. And then there were other people who were in the beginning, like me, throwing caution to the wind, like, thank the Lord, I don't have to plan. Let's just take it a day at a time, right? And what I found was when I was kind of just going through the motions every day, like that's when this sense of hopelessness and despair mm -hmm. and even depression started to sink in because it was like, what am I doing? You know, like, what am I, 
I had a lot more flexibility um, into when I got up. It seemed like my children were sleeping later, you know, so I was just like, well, shoot, I don't have to get up at five. Thank you, Lord. Like, this is a time of rest. And while I do believe that there was a part of, a part of this season, God was giving me more rest and giving me more grace and allowing me to kind of recoup from all the rest I didn't get in previous seasons, I also think it's a test of, okay, what are you going to allow to dictate your days, right? Like, so for people who you were on a structure and a, and a calendar because your boss said, oh, I have to be at work at this time. And now you don't have that. Now you just, we just throw that out the window, right? Like, I think it also asks like, who are we accountable to? And I think as women of faith, as people of faith, this has, be, has to be a season where we say, okay, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if my boss isn't checking for me, my spouse, my children, like God is still checking to see what I did with this day. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to tell them why I binge, <laughs> binge watched all these shows on Netflix <laughs> and I watched, you know, Black is King three times and I watched uh, Hamilton and, you know, he's like, <laughs> okay, cool. But like anything what? else? And we're yeah. just like, well, you know, not really. And, and I think that's the place that I got to because I'm someone who doesn't watch a ton of TV. I mean, I'm just like, yeah there's something and else I could be doing, right? So I felt like this release of, well, now I can watch TV. And then after a while, I was like, but you don't really even like that, you know? Exactly. Like, so it really, it really causes you to come into, to just check in with yourself. Like mm -hmm. we've been talking about all throughout this podcast and say, okay, what am I doing this for? You know, is the work that I'm doing making a difference? And I love just that wake up and work. Like, what is, what does that look like? Because mm -hmm. it may just look like, meal prepping for your family for the week right it may look like working out and taking care of your body like it doesn't it doesn't look the same for everyone but I do think that especially again as Christian women as Christian individuals we do need to wake up every day and say God you didn't just wake me up so I could do whatever I wanted to do with this day mm -hmm. right like yes he's our father he likes for us to have fun and those kinds of things but we still are going to be held accountable with how we spent our time and so I just think that that's really a a good perspective to have so I know that those notebooks you were talking about I saw that they were featured in people so tell us a little bit about how that came to pass they were thank you um and it's so crazy because like I said I kind of I kind of was kind of just still with that business at the moment. Um, and I wasn't doing much. And it was so crazy because it was like they were just coming, like a, like just customers from all over. And I had no idea why they were coming, but they just kept coming. So like my summer was crazy, but I wasn't doing anything different. <laughs> um, and so then um, I actually got an email from People Magazine saying, hey, you know, with everyone being at home, with, um, you know, the parents trying to teach the kids at home, at least for the first couple of weeks, you know, we think your notepad would be um, awesome to feature um, in our at-home uh, back-to-school um, section. And so I literally, it was, it was crazy for me because I looked at that moment and I said, why now? Like, had I given up, had I said back in March, like, forget this business, no one's gonna plan, no one's gonna wanna do notepads, everyone's just throwing it out to the wind, and just giving up, which I felt that way many of times, even before the pandemic of why am I still doing this? What, what, what purpose are you serving? And every single time I ask that question, um, God gives me something else and he goes, keep going, keep going, keep going. And so um, when that email came in, I literally looked at the ending and, I, um, and it said, you know, at people.com and I'm going, 
are you like people people like are you like what like what who, people who are, are the people, people exactly <laughs> that you are referring to in this like, particular moment people? exactly um and so I, it was it was actually kind of funny because the email didn't say that much it literally just said we want to feature you and she actually said people.com so i'm like okay i'm gonna be on their website um and i was like that's cool you know whatever yeah you can do it and so then she sent me um, the draft and she goes, oh, well, this is the page that's gonna be in the magazine. I was like, wait a minute, hold on, Paul. <laughs> I thought you said people.com. I didn't know you were actually talking about the magazine too. Um, and so it was just a moment for me again where God was just saying, keep going. Like you, you're doing something here and it's bigger than you and you don't even see it. Um, but it, it made me think about, again, that change of perspective because had this, not, had this pandemic not happened, had people not been at home with their kids when school starts, would this moment had happened for me? And so it's, it's being thankful in the midst of chaos. And, and I keep saying that, but it literally is because I think that, again, if I would have had the attitude of forget all this, none of this is worth it, quit it all, let's just sit here and binge watch and, you know, eat everything I have in my refrigerator for the next nine months. Had I been, would I have been in the same position? Would I have been in the same situation? And I don't think that's gonna, I don't think that that answer would be the same. Um, but in the beginning, like I said, I never lost faith and I never lost um, my purpose. I knew that there was a purpose here. And even when it seemed like it wasn't exactly the purpose that I thought that it was, God was saying, it's a different purpose for me. And I just need you to keep going. Um, and so there's actually another thing I can't, share it just yet but there's actually two things that happened in that same week that people um emailed me and so there's something else huge that i'll be um posting here soon um but it was just a crazy week for me and it was it was literally god given just dropping stuff into my lap and i'm going what did i do to deserve this and he's like all you did was continue to ask you to do um and so i just wanted to kind of speak on that really because again like you said we it's easy to get lost in not having someone being accountable. Like you said, okay, well, I don't have my boss asking me, you know, where's these things, or I don't have the school calling, or I don't have this, but what do you still have? And how can you be fruitful with that? And if you are fruitful with that, when we come out of this, or when we, you know, have this new normal, what will become of what this year was? And I think like you said, there's twofold. There's there's people that are still working towards it and they're not going to lose hope and they're not going to stop doing it. And they're probably doing even more than they were doing before. And then there's others that are like, I don't really care what happens this year. I'm starting over in January. <laughs> it's like, okay, I hear you. But if January is not different, then what? If February is not different, if next summer isn't necessarily different, then you've now, I don't want to say wasted, but you've you've let a year go by a year and a half go by with you assuming that you could have done nothing in this period. And I think, like you said, especially for Christians, it's really zoning into being still and listening because I know that there's so many things that he's saying in these moments. And before this, a lot of us were too busy to hear it. <laughs> we had way too much going on. There was so much noise. We had so many things that overruled um, really hearing what God was trying to say to us sometimes. And even, even giving us that moment to just speak with him, you almost couldn't hear him because there was so much noise. <laughs> we were doing so many things. We had to be so many places. We had all these things to do. And we were giving him the last little inch of whatever we had in the day. 
And he's literally saying, okay, I'm going to give you a whole day of nothingness. You can't go anywhere. You can't see anybody. <laughs> you can't go to work. Kids can't go to school. How much of this day now are you going to give back to me? And if you don't change that answer, the way that we may shift may be completely different <laughs> in now and later. Because realistically, he's given us all the opportunity right now to find him to talk to him, to listen to him, to grow with him, to learn with him, to watch him move us because we can't move ourselves. <laughs> and if we miss that lesson, we're going to miss something so, so, so much deeper than that. And I think for me, that's been my motivation this entire time is what are you trying to tell me? <laughs> what, are, what are you trying to um, show me? that I didn't see before because I didn't quote unquote have the time. Mm. What are you trying to, what relationship are you trying to, to, to have with me and to show me my purpose and to show me your desires for me? Because again, we all know our plans for ourselves are oftentimes or most times completely smaller than what he has for us. And so if I was so zoned into, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. And he's saying, but I'm trying to tell you, I got something else over here. <laughs> and you're not listening, and you think that your plan is bigger than my plan, and you're still not listening, okay, if I wipe all of that out, and I give you the opportunity to listen, will you listen? And unfortunately, everybody's not getting that yet. And I think for me, that's been the hugest gotten out of this, and I think that's why I have so much faith and so much calmness and peace within the, within the chaos, is at the end of this, I know he's, he's doing something bigger. And he's doing something that none of us may understand right now. And it's even hard to understand, especially for people that have had direct contact with, with this, either this virus or with job loss or with, you know, different things that happen within this. I know it's hard to see it, but he's just saying, trust me. And so I think that's one of the things that beyond anything else right now in this pandemic and in this moment, what are we supposed to be learning and what is he trying to tell us? Yeah, that this, you know, when you were talking and you were saying, you know, when we come out on the other side of this, will we be different? In my in my head, I was like, if we're not, shame on us, you know, like God gave us for all intents and purposes a whole year, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, if if not nine months, which is enough time to create a whole baby. So, mm -hmm. you know, people out here popping up with babies and weddings and everything. People are like, what is <laughs> happening? Because <laughs> so much has happened. I was I was seasoned with my mom, my dad. I said you know, whenever we go back to church, because our church has been closed this entire time, I said, I'm gonna pop up with a baby. And people are gonna be like, Oh, who's that baby? And I'm gonna be able to say it's my baby. And they're like, Well, when were you pregnant? And I'm like, remember them that like year we weren't here? Yeah, that pregnancy delivery, all that happened, <laughs> you know, and so mm -hmm. I, I don't want it to just be though, like I popped up with the baby, like I want it to be all these different things that were birthed out of the season. And I think that's where I've been really encouraged is I've seen so many women launch businesses in this season one of my friends from church uh she has a bakery that she launched you know she always loved baked goods but was similar to what you're saying was busy at work and now uh, right before COVID hit if not right around 
when it got to when we could see that it was serious she moved into a new house so she had this big mm-hmm. kitchen and so it just get she was that's what she did with her time she was like well I'm already here let me learn these recipes let me learn these techniques that I've been wanting to look more into and so I think it's amazing when people are coming out with either things that are new or things that are have improved right like I want my processes to be better I want my mm-hmm. systems to be better you know I think about the podcast and even this week with with coming back into recording and I'm like man you know God you've given me strategies and systems and I and I I can get stuff up and scheduled within 30 minutes like after I finish stuff and and so I think this is a time for us to really be excellent in the things that we can do right because there are a lot of stuff there's a lot that we cannot change right now there's a lot that we cannot control but if we work on enhancing our craft being better and even if that just looks like being a better wife being Mm -hmm. a better mom which all of those should be inclusive in those things as well right being just better for ourselves taking better care of ourselves i'm i've been so grateful to see the people who are starting to go to counseling now and therapy Mm -hmm. now who weren't going before and so we should go we should come out of this different and i remember thinking about how this was like a this year has been like a cocoon right and like and I said I said for us as Christians I believe we're supposed to come out of this like these beautiful butterflies where people say what were you doing in quarantine like Mm -hmm. I need to find out (laughs) and not for us to be like oh girl yeah I was working on this plan and then you know I got now my body right but but for it to be a way for us to bridge the gap talking about bridging Mm -hmm. gaps again from us to God and being like okay I know you see the external but here's what I was working on internally that thereby Mm -hmm. created something externally and so even when you were talking about with the with people magazine like that's nothing but God I was thinking about Proverbs 18 16 that says a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before the great like you were just being faithful with your assignment you weren't pitching yourself to people magazine right Mm -hmm. like oh hey I should be included in your and I've seen that in my own life I've seen that in the lives of other people so I just think that is so good for anybody who's listening to this and you're feeling like oh this doesn't matter nobody cares um somebody's watching you don't know who it is Mm -hmm. you don't know what this one step is going to lead to so your best thing you can do is like Alicia said you wake up in the at the beginning of the day you say okay God I'm here what would you have me to do? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I think, um, and you know this, we, we talked about this before, but yeah, when I was busy minded into where I was moving and where I was pitching myself, I was, you know, promoting here and there, I was doing all these things. And not to say that there wasn't something that came out of it, but it wasn't as fruitful as um, something that when I was still and just letting God handle it. And so it just, it literally is just like the testimony of, ask him what it is he wants from you do that and let him do the rest we don't have he's not asking us to overwork ourselves (laughs) he's literally just asking us to be faithful and to just do one the one or two things that he may be asking us to do or guiding us to do and he'll handle the rest but a lot of times we say we have to handle it all so we have to do this 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 and this and he's like I really only asked you to do the first two but okay I mean if that's what you're going to do go your way but it's not going to be the same and I think like I said, within that, I mean, just that alone should be a point for someone to say, you know, how can I step back from this and take me out of it and put God in and let him handle it? And how would this situation be different? 
so good so good and y'all both of us can tell you god is the best like publicist that you could have <laughs> best pr agent like all of that he got all the it, connects okay? yes and you get to go to sleep like you because sometimes I mean, i've literally had those moments where i wake up to something or i remember when we got invited to be a part of essence fest in 2018 mm-hmm. and i was like they called me on my birthday and i had my phone on do not disturb because i was like it's my birthday i'm unplugging mm-hmm. And something just made me pick up the phone. I guess it was Holy Spirit. And I was, they were like, yeah, this is so-and-so with Essence. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Like you say, you're like, what? you know, it just, it, and I'm like, God, when I'm doing the least, that's when you seem to do the most. Mm-hmm. But it, it ties to scripture. He said his power is made perfect in our weakness. So he's not looking for you to be the strength. He's just like, mm-hmm. I just need you to be obedient and I'll handle the rest. And when That's we are, it. when we are obedient, then we can avoid a lot of that burnout that a lot of us mm-hmm. are wearing too many hats. Exactly. So I want to transition to our up close and purposeful segment. These are a few questions we ask all of our guests uh, on the podcast. Um, and so our first one is what does it mean to you to be a black girl with purpose? Ooh, we, um, I think to me, it means um just stepping out in the front and owning who I am um the world society all the above tell us that we should be less than and so to step up and hold my head high and to not allow society or anyone else to tell me that I'm less than anything other than God's child um it takes a lot but to me that's that's what that is is it doesn't matter what I look like on the outside. It doesn't matter if I was black, purple, white, green, but I'm God's child. And therefore I have a purpose and whatever my purpose is that he's asking me to walk in. If I walk in that, he's going to create way more (laughs) for me than anyone else can say or take away from me. And so to me, it's just owning who I am and, and walking in that every day, no matter how hard it may be. What are your go-to scriptures whenever you need encouragement? Oh, my favorite one is Psalms 91. Um, It's kind of long, but (laughs) um, Psalms 91 and Isaiah chapter 40 um, are my two that I constantly read. Um, I actually have both of them on my wall in my office. Um, I try to make sure I read those, at least a a section of both of those um, each day. Um, And just to get motivated. And I think... um, Part of that is just knowing and reminding myself that he is our shield and nothing ever is going to come between us and his children and what he wants for us in our lives and, and shielding us from, it doesn't always mean, you know, there's horrible things that are going to happen, but even shielding us from ourselves sometimes (laughs) from doing the things that we think make perfect sense. Um, and he's like, no, 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 <laughs> like, don't, don't go there. Um, but it's, it's just knowing that, um, that he has his arms constantly wrapped around us. And so I think for me, it just brings comfort in knowing that no matter what um, comes in front of me or what is thrown at me, that either it's here for a reason and it's gonna, it's gonna be something that I'm, I may not see now, but I'll see it in the future or God's going to handle it. And whichever one that is, I know that it's all within his purpose. And so for me, those are comforting verses to read um, and and chapters to read because it just reminds us that it's all within his his control. 
Absolutely. Uh, Psalm 91, y'all, if y'all have never read it, this is a time in the midst of this pandemic, yes. I have held <laughs> onto that thing. I'm like, Lord, you say if we are hiding under the shadow of your wings, I'm hiding under your shadow. I'm in Lord. the shadow. I'm hiding in your shadow. <laughs> yes. I'm under the rock if you I'm, don't see. Listen, I'm like, Lord, where, where are you moving? I'm moving because I'm not <laughs> about to get hit by no kind of extra stuff that was on the side because I wasn't behind your wings. So I'm hiding behind yeah. <laughs> um, what do you find yourself most grateful for in this season? I love, I've loved asking women this in the midst of COVID because I think it's, it's easy to focus on all the things we're not grateful for and all mm-hmm. the things that we wish were different. But what do you find yourself most grateful for in this season? Um, I think, honestly, my family. It's, it's been rewarding. And like I said, I think prior to this with my husband being a musician and me having so many different jobs, like you said, <laughs> Um, it's been, it was hard to find that time and just kind of sit and just really be thankful for what God has done for us and for our family. Um, and so now I think having that time to really just enjoy each other and to be able to spend the time with our son and even him being able to see both of us, he, he was so used to seeing both of us coming and going a lot of the time. And so being able to have that, that moment and create these these experiences and these and these memories for us is such a blessing to me uh, and I think it's changed like you said it's changed the way we're going to look at things moving forward and so um, I appreciate the time getting up to you know dress my son in the morning and not having a rush or to eat breakfast with him or things small things like that that I didn't necessarily do before and I didn't know that I would miss it um, and so I think even moving forward, you know, I'll, I'll make sure that certain things like that are in my schedule or, or I don't make the time or, or be too busy to, to do some of those things moving forward. And so I think for me, it's definitely been family. It's been that time with them, learning them, even without outside of my household, being, you know, being able to be with my cousins and my aunts and my mom a little bit more. Um, it's been great to just even hear their voices on the phone, um, you know, knowing that they're still doing good, knowing that, you know, we can see each other here and there and just, you know, we were doing like car hugs and stuff like that before, but just seeing their faces, seeing everyone still smiling and trying to find that balance of, of joy within everything else has definitely been something that I've been thankful for. I love that. That's been the most common answer is, has mm-hmm. been family. Um, and and I, I, I'm, in, I'm in that same boat. Um, for the woman who's listening to this, who feels like God has put something on her heart to do, but she doesn't know where to begin, or if she feels like she's overwhelmed, like how would you encourage her in this particular season? Um, I would say just get started. I mean, a lot of times we talk ourselves out of what seems too big for us. Um, and I'll use this as an example really quick. Um, you know, even when I started my business, I started in 2016, but I had the idea in 2013. And so for three years, I talked myself out of it. For three years, I told myself I wasn't good enough or I didn't have the skills to do it or no one was going to buy it or whatever it was. I, I had that discouragement constantly. And so when I finally sat down and said, God, you didn't put this on me just to, to sit on it. You know, what is it that I can do? And he said, just start. I'll handle everything else. Just I need, need you to start. Um, and so I always tell people, you know, if you feel as though it's overwhelming or it may seem too big for where you are today, um, start with what you have. Start small. Um, for me, that meant just starting out with my drawings. I knew I was a horrible drawer, 
but <laughs> me and a ruler and a pencil, we got it done. And so even, you know, getting my sketches done in the very beginning was something that I looked down and I go, oh my God, like, look at, look at what this may one day become. And so now when I look at my products now, I go, you know, I started with literally a dollar in a dream. Um, and I literally had those little drawings that look like little chicken scratch. And I was able to create, you know, a huge business out of it. And I think for a lot of women, like I said, a lot of the goals may seem so far-fetched, um, but you just have to start. And I think a lot of that other stuff will fall into place and just believing in yourself and knowing that you are capable of anything and everything that you put your mind to. And um, I think one other thing too that I would like to note is if you need help, ask for help. Um, I think a lot of people try to do so many things on their own without asking for help or feeling as though they can't ask for help. And sometimes we just have to start and then help will find us. <laughs> um, I've had a lot of connections with people that I didn't realize what their purpose was in the beginning. And then we've now, you know, had partnerships or we've done collaborations or anything, you know, different things like that. And it's like, sometimes as long as you're open to someone helping you or guiding you or being just that partner to uplift you sometime, like you said, we've talked a few times about being business owners and mom and moms and so for me it was even having that community you know having the community of, of some of my co-workers that have businesses as well talking to them talking to moms that have businesses or talking to women who want businesses um just having that community and that support around you sometimes definitely helps you to see that it is possible and it is capable um, of happening as long as you just get started that's great and it's so fitting that you ended talking about community because that's my final question for you is how can our Black Girls of Purpose community best support the work that you're doing? Um, I think right now it's really just going to be um, just sharing my products and my posts and just giving people the um, the links to just even come onto my page and see what I'm talking about. I think a lot of times I, I say, you know, I don't, if you like my products, great. If you want to buy them, wonderful. But a lot of my purpose is finding the purpose within yourself. And so if I can at least help you do that, um, I feel that joy within that. And so a lot of it, I always, like I said, I always say, you know, if, if you want to share it, if you want to buy it, that's perfectly fine. But the real background on it is making sure that no one loses faith um, or no one loses, loses um, that control over what their purpose is. And so I love to share things like that on my pages. Um, I have a blog as well that I like to share things on. So even if you find that is is something that is purposeful to you or um, i also do intense sessions as well where we kind of go over what is your intent um how how can you work through that what does your schedule look like what are the things that you find challenging and so even within that um if that's something that you're interested in i would love to kind of talk to you more um so you definitely can find all of our products as well as our intense sessions on um, page11papergoods.com and then as well as instagram and facebook at page11papergoods Fantastic. And then I know that you and your husband do, and you talked about this earlier, do um, kind of financial coaching sessions and work with couples and singles. And so if our listeners want to do a session with you all, how can they sign up for one of those? Yes, please join um, our mailing list at thepennylounge.com as well as Instagram and Facebook as well is um, The Penny Lounge. And so a lot of our um, topics and little tips and things like that, we definitely try to share on Instagram and Facebook. Um, but then as far as our coaching sessions um, and our training for the children as well, that, that can all be found on our website. 
Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Alicia. I feel like we've touched on a lot of different topics. I feel like there's something for everybody in this episode, and I appreciate you for being our guest. Um, I am always encouraged, and like I, I was telling you offline, anytime I sit down and have these interviews, I'm like, okay, God, this is why I do this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's about being inspired, but also being an inspiration for someone else. And I know that you've been an inspiration for someone today. So I just want to say thank you for being our guest. And thank you so much for having me. You've been an inspiration to me as well. So thank you.